Did the Miami Hurricanes land enough game-changing players in the transfer portal? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I am back. I took a 24-hour hiatus fighting through the flu. I'm a lot better today than I was yesterday. So thanks, everyone, to the well wishes. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. So I feel like I'm going to have to talk the truth teller off of a ledge today. It's a truth teller Tuesday on a Thursday. My flu has screwed up the whole schedule this week, but Bruce. Okay. Before I introduce you, I, I got to say, I'm really happy with what Miami did in the transfer portal. They finished with a top eight transfer portal class, so top 10 recruiting class and a top 10 transfer portal class. But I'm talking with Bruce off the air, and and you seem very skeptical. You seem skeptical about the players Miami has brought in through the portal. Why? I don't think, and again, this is me just saying what I feel, so people can disagree, which they always seem to do. Get this guy out of everything. She knows everything. I don't know. I don't know anything, but I'm just guessing, you know. But, you know, look, we talked about this at the beginning. We need guys, you said, what did you say, game changers? Game changers. Game changers, difference makers. Yeah, yeah, and we need people that the other team's coordinators scheme for. Well, I, I don't know if, if Harold is going to be enough. I don't even know if he's healthy, the kid from Alabama. I don't know that, right? Do you? Uh, he he is supposedly healthy now. Uh, have, you and seen, have you seen him? Did he play this past year? No. Uh, he he missed most of this past year. Okay. But so here's the thing. Like, like, hold, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But the whole thing about game changer, and obviously I, I haven't seen his medicals. I'm not his doctor. I haven't examined him, but – Assuming this guy, Tyler Harrell, is healthy, this dude runs a 4-2. Like, he can take the top off a of defense, Bruce. That That's the type of player that does force opposing defensive coordinators to game plan for. That, to me, is a game changer. Okay. And that means he's got to beat somebody out. He's going to or, – or get in there with four wide receivers or they'll take somebody out and he gets in there. I have no problem with that in theory. I just haven't seen him play much, and I haven't seen right. his results. So he could run a 4-2 and drop the ball. I don't know. That's why I'm somewhat skeptical because we've seen that before around. Yeah, we have. have. And the running back, I I like him. I like him a lot, but he may be just a somewhat faster version of what we already have back there. Um, I think the key is, and again, I just said this to you before, I love Fletcher. He's a big, big back. And he could could run for 100 yards easy with 10 carries every But are they going to put him in there and block for Van for Tyler, I don't know. I'd be very scared of that. As only if he was here from the very beginning of spring, spring. practice, yeah. I got it. But if he's coming in here in a couple of weeks or in another month or so, and he's going to be blocking for Van, who we cannot lose, who almost got killed last year, that's the part that scares me. So if he gets into the game, you know, ninety-five percent he's getting the ball to run. So, I, I, listen, he's still going to be great. 
but he's got a lot to learn. He hasn't been here yet. Not one practice with the team yet. So I like his upside, but I don't, again, I'm looking at this year. This is a critical year. Can't lose seven games anymore. You shouldn't even go six and six, but they have us picked what sixth in the ACC. I, I mentioned it before. There's a list. They got Florida State on top of Clemson and then North Carolina and a few teams. And then comes Miami. What is that ESPN's projections? I don't know if it was them. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it last night. And, 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 and you know, I'm still recovering from, from my wisdom tooth that was yanked last week. I'm still sore. By, by the way, the, the, between the two of us, we are such a mess, man. Here I, I, I'm on uh, influenza. You've got uh, your wisdom teeth, which is, which you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a middle-aged guy. I don't know. I got my wisdom middle teeth out. Well, Whoa. I was... I was Whoa, trying to be generous. Nice. I'm 69 years old. <laughs> 69 years old. Bruce, I had my wisdom teeth taken out at 19. Why did they wait till 69 for you? I know. And then, you know, look at the D tackle spot. We didn't get the kitty winds up at Ohio State. Yeah. Where are we getting the help up front? Everybody's banking on, and I saw the, 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 the draft list for next year, and I see Taylor's name on there. Based yeah. off of what? An upside? I don't care upside. what his upside is. Yeah. Let's see him perform on the field. So, yeah, there's still areas of concern for me. And, yes, I like what they've done to a certain extent. I think they whiffed on some people. Um, the recruiting seems to be going well. They got a 2026 kid the other day. So, yeah, that's all well and good. But this season is critical. And they, in, in the first two games, I get it, they've got to beat Texas A&M at home. They've got to beat them. That's to me is the most important game of the season because that's the springboard. If they beat them, they should have confidence to be able to beat these other average teams that they're going to play and then be ready for Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson. They have to beat AM. That's an SEC school, not in the ACC. It won't count, but still, that's a must win game. And that's the springboard. Are they ready to beat these guys? I don't know. I, I, All I right. Just so, no. I think if I can sum up your concerns here, and, and I can tell you're an attorney with the way that you lay this out, the big concern for you is that there's a lot of what-ifs. Am I correct on that? That it's like, what if Tyler Harrell Here's is healthy? Here's my list of what-ifs. Not even mentioned so far is Zion Nelson. He's oh, got to be healthy. But that they, has nothing to do with the poor. I thought we were talking about the transfer portal. I'm talking edition. about the team. Look, okay, so in the, in the portal, did they bring in a left tackle that could fill in in case he's not ready? No. I'm not being negative. I'm just trying to tell you where my concerns are. Because when the season starts, I don't want to sit here and say, I told you so, and I didn't yeah. tell you. So uh, Okay, and, and it's fair. Okay, Zion Nelson is a fair what-if. But here's the thing. Like, so, some of your, your what-ifs, you've got to take a little bit of a leap of faith. Because by all accounts, and I've followed up on this several times, Zion is about as healthy as he could possibly be right now heading into the season. So I've just got to keep my fingers crossed that he can stay healthy because he's that's the answer. Stay, that, that's, healthy. stay healthy. That that's the answer. Okay. You know, same thing with uh with, with Tyler Harrell. That you know, I've got to keep my fingers crossed that if he's healthy now, he can stay healthy. Uh, AJ Allen, the running back. I'm not concerned about him at all. He did miss most of last year with Nebraska injured, but it was a collarbone injury that he's fully recovered from. And that's not, you know, a collarbone isn't something that lingers like a leg issue or a knee issue or something. So I think he's going to be fine. But here's why, Bruce, like I, I feel pretty good about the difference. But, he's, but they got him for what reason? Are they, they must be concerned about Cheney. They must be. Citizen, I think they're concerned. I, I don't. I don't think Citizen's going to be ready to start. This uh, he's season. not going to play this year. They're going to shirt him again. But I think there's a reason they got Allen, and I like that acquisition. Yeah. I like yeah. him being here. But again, um, if it's not, 
You know, Parrish isn't going to go to the house too often on any one play. I don't right. know about Allen's speed, but, you know, Fletcher can be. Now, Fletcher's going to have to work himself in. I'll bet he gets yeah. a lot of carries in the first two games so to get ready for A&M. That's what yeah. I think is going to happen. Right. That's right. All right, so hold on. I, I want to talk a little bit more about who I feel are the difference makers in this transfer portal class, the game changers. Uh, we continue the Truth Teller Tuesday on a Thursday. Alex Dono, always happy to talk with Bruce Warner. We're only getting started here on Locked on Canes. Folks, I've got my bird dogs shorts on today, and I feel fantastic. Uh, I, 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 I got to change my camera setup so you can actually you can actually see this, but let me assure you, they make my legs look amazing. You'll have to take my word for it and my wife's word for it because that's what she told me. Guys, when I'm wearing my bird dog shorts, it feels like summer, okay? Because these shorts are light. They're perfect for South Florida. Uh, they're casual enough to wear by the pool, but they're nice enough to wear them out running errands, going to even meet. I mean, these days you can wear shorts to meetings. I mean, it's, it's Florida. It's 2023. Perfect amount of stretch and comfort in these shorts and they really look and feel nice, so I encourage you to check out these bird, do bird dog shorts, especially when you live down in South Florida and it's really, really hot out here. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course to a meeting, on a date, or hanging out with friends. So you guys need go, – go ahead. A date? Does your wife I, notice? <laughs> well, I, I mean dates with the wife, you know. <laughs> You just put your foot in your mouth. You may need me to represent you. <laughs> At least I got my attorney right here. <laughs> you know what? I've been getting requests. I've been getting requests for dates now that I'm wearing these bird dog shorts around. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter our promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order so check it out birddogs.com slash locked on college so i got my uh i, I see gonna, this i'm gonna check it out because i uh, you know i'm married and what, what the hell if you're getting dates why not <laughs> i mean at least if, if nothing else your wife is going to want to go on more date nights with you so okay so bruce can, can you okay so in the transfer portal and obviously uh a, a lot of these guys were brought in in the earlier window in december but it's still you know same transfer portal class you know, you got a new starting left guard in Javion Cohen, hadn't given up a sack at Alabama. Uh, starting center, Matt Lee from UCF, who I think is going to be maybe the outstanding player on that offensive line this year. He's impressing me so much. And I believe you got a high-level starting Mike linebacker in Kiko Maui-Goa. That guy was super impressive in the spring. I love what Miami did revamping the cornerback room. Uh, because even though, ironically, Miami had two cornerbacks drafted this year in the NFL, but that was a bit of a problem spot last year, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think Devontae Brown is probably a starter. Uh, the guy from Vanderbilt, Judeus Richard, uh, he actually could end up trending towards being a starter uh, as well. You know, I like Jaden Davis from Oklahoma. They added Terry Roberts Jr. from Iowa, so they revamped the cornerback room. We already talked about the wide receivers. I'm not sleeping on Shamar Kirk either, Bruce. I know we talked about Tyler Harrell and his speed. Yes, Kirk comes from Juco, so the level of play is going to enhance a lot. But I, I look at a lot of these aforementioned names, Bruce. Uh, I To me, it's no wonder Miami got a top 10 transfer class because I do believe they brought in a handful of game changers and difference makers this year. Yeah, they, um, they need a lot of those guys. When I went down to that practice the week before the scrimmage, yeah. You could just see, and I told you what, 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 what Darren Smith was telling me, you got to finish. A lot of these guys didn't finish. 
This DBs weren't finishing. Remember, I told you that's how the guy he batted the ball down. He should have caught it. Right. Instead of it be, it could have been a touchdown. So anyway, so these they have competition now at, 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 when they're practicing. That's something they needed depth and competition, and they've created that. So that's a very big positive as far as I'm concerned. Running back, yes. Wide receiver, DBs, yes. Linebackers, yes. D line, not as much, but yeah. still, you know. But but still. Um, and I just hope that's not the Achilles heel of this team is the D line because we had Caesar on. We've talked to other. I keep telling you that you got to have those D tackles. You got to be able to get that quarterback out of the pocket because if the ends are coming around, you've seen it in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. The quarterback steps up and he throws and somebody's wide open. So there has to be pressure up front. It's critical. So I don't know if it's going to happen. You know? So who, who do you think is going to end up being the second? D tackle starter because Le- Leonard Taylor basically has his spot locked down. Uh, I think maybe on paper it's probably Jared Harrison Hunt, but I, I got I got to wonder if one of the new guys can step into that because and I know that all the new guys are undersized uh, except you know Anthony Campbell he's interesting because he's six foot seven has got a right. crazy wingspan so right. I wonder if he can kind of end up being this year's version of Daryl Jackson who had similar dimensions was a little heavier but had similar dimensions to what Anthony Campbell had. So if it's Taylor next to Campbell or Taylor next to Hunt, uh, there's no question the rotation got a little bit deeper. They just didn't get a lot bigger because Branson, Dean, Thomas Gore, these are undersized guys. I'll tell you somebody, Bruce, who I think is going to be one of the keys to the season. I don't expect him to be a starter, but if he can step up to be a solid rotational guy and really plug up those running lanes, Ahmad Moten, that's someone I want everybody to watch this year because he does have that size that we talk about. He is an over 300 pounds. I think Dean guy. is going to start. I think if Hunt's not mm. healthy, I think Dean, he's been playing. He played pretty well. I've heard some good things about him. Yeah. Getting up the field. They need they need pressure up the field. Will he be a run stopper at 277? I don't think so. Mm. But I think he's going to create havoc, which is all you really need. You need those five offensive linemen occupied by four D linemen. So the linebackers are free. So he's going to be in there. And I agree on Moten. Moten has, if he has a good offseason and has a good summer, he's got the size and the girth to be able to play and play well. So I agree with you 100% on that. That Those are the two that I think, because they didn't bring anybody else in. And if Moten right. is, you know, if he's motivated, he's good. He's very good. He's got the size. So I think that answers the question. I'm expecting the DNs to be really, really good. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you've got Bain, who's, you know, they're going to move him around. They're not going to put him in the same spot. They can't because he's dangerous off the edge. He's dangerous up the middle. He's got that quick burst that even though he's short, he gets right up the field. And so that's what you want. You want pressure on the quarterback. You want the quarterback to see, to feel something coming at them at all times. And that, that helps the DBs. It helps the linebackers. But the more there's this hand fighting at the line of scrimmage and you can sit there like we've seen, Pick them up, go to your second read and your third read. I'm so sick and tired of that, aren't you? Yes, I this am. This is not the pass rush of the 80s and the 90s and early 2000s. This is like, where did you get these guys from? Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're, we're, we're joined here by the truth teller, Bruce Warner. Bruce, I want to talk a little bit more about the running back rotation because you mentioned, like, why did Miami bring in A.J. Allen? First of all, I think, I think we both feel he's an excellent player. And there's obviously – Depth concerns with the health there, okay? The health and the youth, because 
Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson, both incoming true freshmen, weren't around for any of the spring stuff. Now, I know Fletcher's on campus now because he's been tweeting out photos of himself working out in the indoor facility, and the dude looks like he's got that power five back size already just coming out of high school. I can't wait to watch Mark Fletcher, but Fletcher and Johnson are both young and unproven. Don Chaney has had just nightmarish, terrible luck with injuries to this point. Trevante Citizen is still recovering, and it's our understanding he suffered a setback in that recovery. Uh, and then, you know, Henry Parrish has been the most consistent guy, but there was a depth need to add somebody else. Um, you know, I've done a lot of study the last couple of days, additional study on A.J. Allen, who Miami got in the transfer portal from Nebraska. You know, before he broke that collarbone last season, he had emerged at that time as Nebraska's number two running back. And that was as a true freshman last year, considered to be a complete back. He's a smooth runner, very good inside the tackles. What's his speed? Do you know his speed? See, I don't because I don't think he has verified like track numbers, but he on on tape, he looks fast. Like on tape, he looks like he can take some runs to the house. I just I don't have like his 40 numbers or anything. I did look into that. I can't find any verified track speed for him. He may wind up as a starter, too. But I think what I said before is right. I think Fletcher is going to play a lot in the first two games if he can. Mm. And he's going to be in there on blocking situations and he's better hope for the best. Uh, to get ready for A&M because he could be a big difference because they have there have some big guys up front. So I like I, I like the running. I think they're somewhat skeptical of Cheney. You have to be at this. You point. have to be. Yeah, you have to be. And and, and I think the uh, our other running back, uh, the other freshman, he's still too slight. You know, he's fast. Oh, Chris Johnson. Yeah, but he's but he's still slight. He's got to get. I don't think. Why would they burn a shirt on a kid like that? Let him right. play next year. Unless it says, unless it's absolutely necessary. But I remember at this time last year, I was so excited we got Citizen. And then right before the season started, bang. So let's keep your fingers crossed on Fletcher because that would be an absolute disaster if he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What about uh, now the complexion now of the wide receiver room, Bruce? Because I think uh, the, the last time we had a truth teller session, I think we had to miss last week. This was before Miami had, had added Harold or Kirk. So for a room uh, where, unfortunately, they didn't address defensive tackle the way that you and I wanted them to, but they did address wide receiver in a big way. I wasn't sure if they were going to take two in the portal, and they did. So I no longer look at the wide receiver room as a liability. I now look at it and say there's plenty of depth there. I think that room is a strength to the point where we're not going to have to depend on you know, somebody like Frank Ladson, who was unfortunately disappointing last year, and we're still kind of waiting for a guy like Michael Redding to come on, that Miami has some top-line depth before you get down to some of these guys. Well, I could, my only response to that being with a lawyerly answer would be we both wanted the taller wide receiver with the speed, and we didn't get it. So you got, you got those two guys, and you still have Ray Ray, Small, so I think we're. And you're asking me, am, am I giving them an A for that? And I can't. Mm. I'm happy that those guys can take the roof off, get you a know, top off the roof, but they're not the big guys. It's still only going to be young for the most part. And you know, there's going to be George. George, I think if he may start, and the other guy still may sit on the bench. But I know this offensive guy, and he's going to be putting in all kinds of schemes. He'll put some of these guys in the backfield to have mismatches with linebackers. He's not dumb. He's a smart guy. And I expect there to be a lot of difference in the offense this year, how it's going to look 
certainly a lot more different than we saw in the spring in the spring game. But um, I like that. And the thing about the running backs and the wide receivers, this is his new scheme. So it's not something that the entire team knows from last year when we had Gaddis. They're all learning it. So right. some of these guys are behind, but it's not that bad because everybody's learning the new offensive scheme still. And with these new additions in there, there's going to be new plays for these guys. So um, I'm excited about what the offense could be. And as I've always told you, that offensive line is the most critical of all. Because if the offensive line is better, if we could run the ball, I still think we're scoring 35 and 40 points a game without the big, tall wide receiver. I just think we're going to yeah. dominate people. Oh, I, I love to hear that. All right, guys, when we come back, got a recruiting note as, you know, Miami might be just a couple days away from landing another class of 2024 commit. Let's talk about that next here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Thank you so much to the everydayers. And if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, you want to subscribe to our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I'm including a link in the show description below. Become a show VIP. You get text messages directly to your phone from me. I write them all myself. I do one-on-ones with you guys. I give you recruiting scoops show previews, opinions. Sometimes we even talk some, you know, Heat and Panthers on there as they're making their runs through the Eastern Conference Finals. Congratulations to the Florida Panthers who have already punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. Hopefully the Miami Heat can do the same thing later tonight. Go Heat. So if you want to join our exclusive SMS texting community, guys, we give you a ton of added value on there, completely free for the first 14 days. So sign up. Uh, in the link in the show description below. And then if you want to opt in after 14 days, it's $4.99 a month. We try to make it worth your while. So be sure to check it out and become a show VIP through subtext. Uh, Alex Dono alongside the truth teller, Bruce Warner. All right, so here is uh, something we're looking at for this weekend in recruiting. Keep your eyes on Dalen Russell, Three-star edge rusher from Miami Columbus, six foot one, two thirty-five. I think he can grow a little bit more into his frame. He's going to be announcing his commitment on Saturday, and the finalists for Miami Columbus edge rusher Dalen Russell are Miami, Louisville, and Nebraska. Last season, this player recorded eighty-four tackles, thirteen TFL. 10 sacks, eight quarterback hurries, three forced fumbles, and he was actually named the Miami-Dade Defensive Player of the Year last year by the Miami Herald. Uh, so I give, uh, I, I believe heading into Saturday, I give Miami an edge over Nebraska and Louisville to land him, and I'm already kind of preparing myself for the response from the fans if he does pick Miami this Saturday, because some of you guys are a little ridiculous. If he picks Miami, the star chasers are going to complain about landing another three-star player. What think, are we doing, think Mario? Ruben think Ruben Bain. Size. <laughs> this kid can play football. Yeah. He can play football. So, yeah, you worry about the size, you know, against the run and things like that. But you know what? He can play. He And, and, he he can, and by the Miami, way, yeah. come on in. And, no, and by the way, Bruce, all. whenever whenever some and, and he hasn't picked Miami yet, so we'll see how this plays out on Saturday. I, I think he's going to pick Miami. And I, I, I was texting, you know, the most reliable source that I have on South Florida high school sports, Larry Bluestein. I asked him about Dalen Russell. 
can he play? I asked Blue, and Blue said he is an excellent player. And, you know, he's not blowing smoke. So Dalen Russell is somebody I'm watching. And so, yeah, if he picks Miami, the star chasers will complain about another three-star player. If he picks someone else, those same people will probably say, how come Mario keeps missing on players from Columbus? Embarrassing. <laughs> Didn't Mario go to school there? And Bruce, like you were hinting at, not only can he play, but in Dalen Russell's case, this guy isn't meant to be like a substitute for any of the five and four star D linemen that Miami is after. If, if, if Russell commits, it's not going to scare away people like Dylan Stewart, Elijah rushing, Justin Scott, David Stone, Aiden Breland, Camarian Franklin. I mean, this yeah. is someone, you know, this is, this is a depth piece and someone Miami thinks can play. And I think it's a good thing for Cristobal and, and Mirabal to churn that Columbus pipeline. Right, keep that one in the central one. But when you talk to Bluestein, because yeah. I watch your your dudes, I, I've known him for a long time too. You know, he says the same thing. Did you see him play? Did any right. of you people see him play? I right. saw him play. Okay, so that's all you have to hear. You ask Larry that question, of course, you can shut your mic off for 15 minutes because he just goes, <laughs> but he's usually right. Yeah. You know, the stories I I the stories I've he's told me, unbelievable. Ask him about the recruitment for um uh, what was his, what was the quarterback you went to Louisville? Oh, uh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, ask him about the recruitment. He went down there once, and I and the offensive coordinator was the guy who was at Pitt recently. Um, I keep forgetting names, so I'm getting old. And he said, <laughs> he said, I'm going to introduce you to Bridgewater. He says, I don't need to talk to him. What are you kidding me? He was so blown away that the guy didn't even want to talk to him. He said, I've known him since he was a kid. You don't want to talk to him? No. Wow. Yeah. Scary stories that he has. Jeez. Anyway, so yeah, I think he's coming here. Look, Mario's doing a really good job. And let's look at it this way. A year ago today, we didn't even know what their record was going to be. And they had a lot of dead wood on this team. Mm -hmm. Here we are in May of 2023, and most of the dead wood is gone. Right. There's still some guys that are probably going to bowl. I don't know how long Redding is going to stick around with the with the wide receiver room, but you know what? He's that's a big part of it. You look at it and say, well, they were five and seven. But the baby steps were getting rid of all these guys, getting rid of that coaching staff, and starting the culture all over again from ground zero. And that's what he's done. Now, whether they beat these big-name teams this year, I don't know. I'd like to think so. But um, it's all positive to me. You know, if they miss out on a couple of guys, whatever. You know, I didn't like Coleman going to Florida State. That I didn't like. Yeah, that's the good. Well, because that's like a double whammy. And and, yeah. and by the way, Keon Coleman, unfortunately, he never really seemed to consider Miami. But mm -hmm. obviously, we, you and I wanted him. I know Miami did want him. And then the fact that not only does he not come to Miami, but he goes to Florida State. Yeah. And now you got to go up against Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. That's why I'm glad Miami brought in so many cornerbacks because you're going to need every one of yes. these guys against Florida State. Yeah. But then you know what? Eight months, nine months from now, they're going to lose a lot of people. They're going to lose Verse. They're going to lose the quarterback. They're going to yeah. lose Wilson. They're going to lose a lot of people. And they're going to have to start all over again, too. Now, I don't, their recruiting is good, whatever. Their portal stuff is good. But they still need the, the quarterback. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. And I don't care if it's somebody that's four or five stars. This kid has made himself out to be a really yeah. damn good football player. And he's probably going to get drafted. Yeah, probably so. We'll close it out on that note. Always a huge thank you and shout out to Bruce Warner. Bruce, pleasure, I hope, you're, uh, I hope you're, uh, your mouth feels better after the first time I've ever heard of a 69-year-old man getting a wisdom, wisdom tooth pulled. They're about 50 years late on that, but I hope you're feeling better soon.
Thank you too. <laughs> Mr. Nasally. <laughs> yeah. Influenza has been sucks, kicking my butt man. this week. Yeah, it really does. And you know, what's funny. Um, I've had this, I'm on like day 10 of this. My son had it for three days. It passed right through his system. The same, you know, I assume it's the same thing I have and it's been well, three times, four times longer for me. Right, so but he probably good. eats regularly and sleeps. You probably are up all day and all night running around. So that's yeah. one of the reasons. I got Panthers playoff games, heat games every night. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk to everyone again next time, guys. Be sure if you're watching oh, us on YouTube, days. yeah, hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, wherever you get your pods, and leave us a five-star review if you can. And for the everydayers, we're going to have a Q&A session with you guys' questions on tomorrow's show. You can leave us a question at Locked on Canes on Twitter. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team 